0: Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like getting the one giant nacho in your nachos. Convenient and delicious. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about how you can save the world, or how we can save the world. Uh, Saving the world is a uh, complex thing and really depends on your definition and your perspective and uh, your development and who you are as a person. But I think that... Being able to define how we can save the world can give us a little bit of direction because a lot of us want to save the world, but we are very powerless to do anything about it, which creates a cavalcade of neuroses and challenges, and we put that energy onto other people. And I think this episode is a way for us to start thinking about how we can take some of that power for ourselves and put it into the great Kamehameha that we can do to save the world. So let's hit the button and do the thing on dopamine. Let's go. Trumps, Is that too creepy? Too quiet? (laughs) Welcome back to Dopamine. I'm your host, C-Note. This show is all about mental health empowerment and personality development. Uh, I mostly help INTPs, but there are other personality types that I like to help and talk about and talk to. Sometimes we talk about culture. Sometimes we talk about um, sociological things, social psychology, stuff like that. Uh, And try to break down what's happening in the world. or trying to break down how we can... Calibrate ourselves to the world. Um, This episode is all about how we can save the world. And I started recording an episode about this already, and it just wasn't sitting right. Um, Because I think I need to put it out there on the outset that my intention is not to peddle a political ideology. I'm trying to think a little more objectively outside of that. And I'm really thinking about individuals. That's really the work that I do is I want to encourage individual growth. And regardless of the story that we tell ourselves as to what ideology we fit into, I think the goal for everyone to some degree or another is some semblance of harmony, some semblance of resource accumulation, opportunities to, you know, uh, uh, reproduce and have shelter and have food and water all the basic things, but then opportunities to develop our self-esteem and build something for ourselves, take part in the world, be part of something bigger than ourselves, and eventually land on a satisfaction about our lives. And all of those things in the process of developing our individual growth, we start to find ways and accumulate power and purpose, and we're able to start saving the world in our terms. So before I go forward, if this is your second or third episode that you've listened to of this podcast, go ahead and like, and subscribe. Uh, it would be really amazing if you would leave a rating and review and share it with your friends or someone who you feel could, you know, could afford to listen to this. Uh, I think it's really helpful. So going forward on this podcast, I'm going to be kind of bouncing around, um, different ideologies and different things that are happening in the world, because I think it's important to find our orientation of ourselves in relation to what's happening at large. And that's really the thing. When we think about how we can save the world, we're thinking about, like, the world is a big place. I don't know that we can really encapsulate the world in our understanding. You know, we think about the sun and we see the sun right there, but I don't think we can actually fathom how far away that is and how big that is just as much as we can't fathom how big the planet is or even how round the planet is. I mean, that's why flat earthers exist. Um, not only that, because, but the flat earthers, you know, have a story that they tell themselves and we collectively, uh, commune and create a sense of community for, uh, each other with these stories that we tell ourselves. We all have different ideologies for what we would like the world to be like. And for a lot of flat earthers, for example, having this ideology, this conspiracy theory, allows for this opportunity for community, it actually creates couples, it creates families, it creates a sense of safety and security, it creates a an otherness that creates a significance within oneself that allows for a sense of forward motion. So even though we make fun of people who are flat earthers, there's a purpose to that. There's a purpose to every story that we tell ourselves. And every story has an origin to it, you know, and as humans, we've had, we've been sponges since birth, you know, we're taking in sensory information, we're learning who our mother is, we're learning who our our father is, we're learning our environment, we're learning what we can touch, we're learning what things taste like, because you know, every baby puts everything in their mouths. And we're going through the world and absorbing and absorbing and learning and learning. And we get to this place where we're a teenager, or we're a, a 20 something. And suddenly, we have to take all of the things that we have accumulated and learned, and apply it to the world at large the world. Like, whoa. Oh my God. Okay. So let's backtrack. We were babies and then we became toddlers and we went through, uh, elementary school, let's say preschool, kindergarten, elementary school, middle school, high school, and we're starting to get into college. And suddenly, you know, high school is this, even this insular thing, right? Like, you know, your high school friends, maybe you guys venture out to the grocery store or you go like smoke some weed behind the store or something like that. And you do these high school things. You're still kind of living within a, a small sense of the world. You're not thinking about politics all that much, though. Some will, of course. Um, but you're really involved in, you know, your life. Everything's about you and your expression and what you're learning and what you're doing. And then suddenly you have to go to college or if you have the opportunity to go to college, you go to college or you get a job or you learn a trade. And being able to do those things uh, is, is now this entry point into society at large. Not everyone has that entry point. The idea of a society is to allow for the passage of all these things I just expressed. But some of us have... I was just like distracted by my big breath. (laughs) Some of us don't have the opportunities to go through that track. And I want to acknowledge that um, because that's part of the big challenge that we face as the world at large, because that's the entry point, right? Like once you're done high school, which arguably most people, at least in a modern civil society, have gone through some people drop out of high school. Some people have different scenarios. They get pregnant young or have to you know, leave high school or something like that. There's all sorts of individual circumstances. So understand that I'm trying to cover the wide swath of, you know, the general what happenedness of all of this stuff. I can't possibly cover every situation. So if you're saying like, but I was, I I'm talking about you too. I, I, I understand everyone's different. Um, the idea here though, is that the intended track is that after high school, you start to plan for the rest of your life. You start to plan for your entry point into society. Cause like part of the purpose of high school is to start thinking about your place in the world, you know, how you stack up against other human beings. You know, if you were the popular kid, that's going to put you on a different track. If you were the, 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 the the goth kid that's going to put you on a completely other track. If you were the nerdy it kid, that's going to put you on a different track to eventually start your own mental health podcast. And, uh, (laughs) um, you know, if you find that after high school, you know, you've, you've started to experience in high school that maybe the police, you know, favored you more than others and vice versa, that, it was dangerous for you to be outside at a certain time or in a certain neighborhood because of the color of your skin or things like that. And I'm just addressing the realities. This is not me trying to preach an ideology. This is just what I've grown up with. This is what I've seen. Even for myself as a Puerto Rican man, like I haven't experienced the depths of what a black man has to deal with, but I've experienced some of it. So I'm just expressing what is real. And I think for the, the ideology and really, the, it's like the conservative ideology, because the conservative ideology is supposed to be uh, a perpetuation of the track of society. Like, you know, conforming, the straight and narrow, do what you're supposed to do, you know, honor your God, etc. And a healthy expression of that is to get into, you know, to go to college and then go to the next track. And I'm not saying that's the the conservative thing like doing that makes you a conservative. I'm saying that, um, the ideology of conservatives in terms of a political party is meant to preserve that track. And, you know, some would say that absolutely the failings of it, not some, many would absolutely say, including me, that the failings of it are that it does not account for those kids that get, you know, drop out of high school and that will, um, know, be profiled by the police and things like that. That's where we hit a filtering line, essentially, that when we start to get into having to go to college or finding a trade or figuring out what job we're going to do or anything like that, you know, some people get stuck at home with their parents for way longer than they need to, that their entry point into society might be buffered by, you know, the, the failings of society itself. And that's a lot, that's where a lot of ideologies really start to solidify and form for a lot of people. Now in today's world, we're dealing with COVID-19 we're dealing with civil unrest and black lives matter and a lot of protests and cancel culture and a lot of these really, really big things. And as these things are happening, there were literally students graduating from high school and having to figure out what to do next in their lives. And I can't imagine the confusion that they're dealing with because if the entire system is being rethought and reworked and, you know, there are threats of of, of tearing it down or trying to rebuild it or trying to find smart ways to um, take an emergent strategy and integrate and uh, take a yes-and approach, you know, it's it's hard to figure out what's the right path. It's hard to figure out Uh, what you should do in relation to the right path, right? As a high school kid going into college or trying to go into college, there's even colleges who are just like, we're going to do online learning, but still charge you $30,000 a year or whatever. And people are like, no. (laughs) So, uh, you know, part part of that path is to like get yourself into society in some way. And a lot of people's path into society is based on, that transition. Um, you know, someone who is like, you know, the, the, the white jock kid who was, you know, had a a big family is naturally extroverted, uh, who, you know, had some money to work with. Um, their dad had a business and they're able to work with their dad or their dad was able to talk someone into taking them in as to as an intern or apprentice or something, you know, there are obviously and absolutely, uh, opportunities for different people based on the status roles that they landed in, either what they were born into and then the status roles that they landed into in in high school. And that helps define the path to the next place. And there are a lot of people who are left in in the dust. And that really creates some of the separation that we see in political ideologies. And when we start to develop those political ideologies, whether that's being conservative or liberal, that's when we start to see or start to think about like what's wrong with the world, you know, for conservatives, what's wrong with the world is that other people aren't conforming to society and doing what they're supposed to do because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're internally wrong and they are internally broken. They need to find Jesus and (laughs) they need to find their way. Um, that's not exclusive to any other graves for society in the world. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just like kind of the American Christian way of going about it, which is not wrong. Conservatism or liberalism is not wrong as an inherent ideology. If it makes sense for you, it makes sense for you. If you've had every opportunity given to you, why wouldn't you take it? If you've had, uh, every struggle in the world and you find that, you know, that the track didn't serve you, you're going to think about different things in different ways. So the paths that we're on, it makes sense. And the way that we want to save the world makes sense. So the challenge is that how can we identify how we as an individual based on our track whether we've gone more towards the liberal side or the conservative side, which it sucks that there's basically two tracks. There's all sorts of like libertarian and all that other stuff, but they're just nuances of the two extremes, honestly. Uh, And I'm not talking about just choosing a political party. I'm talking about like internal ideology because again, conservative internal ideology is about, you know, conforming internally so that we're equal externally. I think about like baseball managers. I just saw a video this morning of uh, 19 years ago, one of the Pittsburgh Pirates managers. I can't remember his name. He's a black man. And he came out to argue with the umpire and like everyone's cheering and it's a largely white crowd and everyone loves him. And, you know, you think of, of, of black men in sports, you know, they found their way in. They found their way in to society at large. It wasn't traditional, and it usually isn't traditional. There are, um, you know, a lot of of black people and people of color, which I don't like using that term to bundle people in, but I'm going to use it uh, for this podcast and this purpose. Um, The typical track is not, you know, available to everyone. We all know that. Uh, I don't think even Republicans are are, uh, uh, amiss to that at this point. I think what we're trying to understand as a people is that, you know, there are these, um, athletes in particular. I mean, I can't, I can't think of a young man that I haven't spoken to a young black man. I haven't spoken to that hasn't said that they've wanted to be an athlete or something. You know, you don't always hear that they, they want to be something more traditional and some who do want to do more traditional things come brushing up against the reality that they're not going to be treated equally. And, um, you know, that's that's one of the challenges that we're fighting on, you know, the liberals are fighting on the liberal side of things. And um, so to go back to the umpire, uh, the the manager fighting the empire, he was he was yelling and screaming. He threw his hat and then he picked up first base and he brought it into the dugout. There's this whole big display and, you know, massive respect from everyone in the crowd who just, you know, he sees him as a manager. They don't see the color of his skin. They see who what he's doing. And that's sort of an expression of the Republican ideology. The conservative ideology is like, do what you got to do. And we don't care about the externals. We don't care about the other stuff, you know, and the unfortunate side is that conforming is conforming to the culture that white people created. And so if we go into the other side of it, the liberal side of things, um, uh, actually, let me, let me go back real quick. So like, what does saving the world look like for uh, conservatives? And saving the world looks a little bit more like conformity, so that we can all live in harmony of respecting each other and just doing the right thing, right? Like not taking handouts and and um, just you know picking yourself up by your bootstraps and and loving your God and and doing all the things that you're quote unquote supposed to do. And uh, you know, saving the world looks that way for them. And I think for a um, conservative, the benefit of doing internal work to understand that, well, I would say it's not about internal work as much as it is about external work for, uh, for conservatives. Because the assumption is that if you're doing you know, what you're supposed to do, then we're all internally equal. I'm going to say that again. The assumption is that if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, that we are are all equal, right? That's why a lot of people say, like, I don't see color because I would genuinely believe that they're not thinking about that. Um, You know, and there's more complications to that. I'm not saying that's going to be the simple answer, but it's about the ideology. And the ideology is, look, the system worked for me. It should work for you as long as you just do what you got to do. And the problem is, that not everyone wants to do that <laughs> and the failing like i said is not seeing that everyone doesn't want to do that so saving the world in the conservative sense of getting more people to do what is quote unquote the right thing to do is by widening the acceptance and support of the past and understanding where the bottlenecks are in the system and not being blind to where you are in the system now. What I mean is that, look, I made it into society. Everyone should be able to make it into society. And because they see black men and other people of color who have made it into society as well, they're like, well, these people have done it right. These people have done what they're supposed to do, and they're in. They're a part of it. Mad respect. Uh, Little do they know that they've gone so far so fast that a lot of the people that were being picked up by police were left behind. And that's some of the work, which is external work for conservatives to look back, find those bottlenecks and say, like, oh, well, this isn't right. This is something we got to fix so that we allow more people into you know, society so that they have the opportunity to do what they're, quote unquote, supposed to do. Because I think genuinely everyone wants access in their own way through society. We have to. That's part of the spiral dynamics growth as a society. We go through high school, then we get into society through a job or a trade or uh, an ideology through a religion or something like that. The whole us versus them, like that's supposed to happen. But to the extreme that it's happening, is costing lives, it's uh, creating a bottleneck in the natural growth of American society. And I'm usually referring to Americans, but you can insert your own ideology, wherever. And I realize this is all really tricky material. So if you're having trouble, ask me questions. I would appreciate if you didn't just yell at me. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can. So if we think about things from, you know, the conservative perspective and what growth looks like for a more conservative person is to do what a conservative does and look back, look backwards into your life and look at the moments in your life where maybe you have noticed that either you weren't exposed to, you know, the external injustices of the world, or there was some external justices that, uh, you noticed and didn't really say anything about. And, and maybe there's a process of atoning for that. Maybe there's a process of understanding, taking time, learning, um, And sometimes doing internal work like learning your personality type so that you can find a way to both look back and effectively go forward. And being able to do that healing work I think is important because, you know, you could do it through the lens or the framework of religion or, um, you know, while working with a family or going to therapy. If you have access to healthcare, you have access to, you know, If your personal power comes from the system that has allowed you to have a certain sense of personal power, then the idea is to not give it up. You're not supposed to feel guilty and give up your sense of power, but to use that sense of power to learn, to grow, and find ways to support people through that. So it sounds like I'm picking on conservatives, but I'm not. If you're a liberal listening to this, I'm coming for you. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, But... The really, the idea here is that, you know, again, the focus for a lot of conservatives is external, uh, the assumption of external equality because we are internally different. And <clears throat> you know, all you have to do is pull it yourself by your bootstraps and do what you gotta do. But that's not how the world actually works. So calibrating to reality is part of the growth and then being able to move forward by you know, like I said, learning your personality type or getting involved in coaching or or working with different people to be able to to develop your own personal sense of power and move forward. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit more after we talk about the the, the liberal stuff. So like I mentioned, this fork in the road, where we're start to enter society, whether that's through college or however means necessary. Some people that's like literally getting a job at McDonald's or um some other way into like supporting your former high school or something like that. Some sort of workplace thing, usually getting into society or even that's like religion and trying to find some sort of mythic established order that uh, you follow and you represent. And for a lot of people these days, that's becoming the liberal ideology of, you know, kind of the green new deal kind of thinking like, you know, that your life becomes dedicated to the political and scientific ideology of, of, uh, of making the world a better place and, but making the world a better place in a very forward thinking, very specific kind of way, meaning, you know, equality externally for all people, which is the, uh, uh, or the equality internally for all people, I should say, which is the opposite of the conservative ideology. Conservatives are assuming that we can be equal externally if we're just, you know, uh, that we're, that I always screw that up. It's like mixing that back and forth. But the, the, the liberal ideology is basically assuming that if we conform externally, meaning that if we all behave correctly, we all say the right things, we all do the right things, then we will have internal opportunities to to grow and develop as a person. So if you are – that's basically the the origin point of cancel culture is this idea that if we just change our behavior, then society and everything that's going to be wrong will change. And the the specific ideology of that is the pure belief in it. You know, it's not something that's necessarily been proven – to be the right thing to do, to say all the right things, to, um, to, to rewrite life in our own image. It's like flipping the script, right? And a lot of conservatives feel threatened by that and how we can start to save the world to actually give into like, to actually be supportive in some of those ideologies is to develop our own personal sense of power through not necessarily some sense of conformity, but finding our own version of getting into society and developing our own sense of power. So what that means is that in spite of the difficulties that we've had, uh, whether that's through high school or um, you know, you left high school early or you got pregnant young or um, you're you're someone who was repeatedly stopped by police and you have to reconcile with a lot of those things, there's still a lot being asked of you internally to still push through and do what you got to do anyway. So while... Uh, while conservatives have to loosen the reins, liberals have to tighten the reins. And what I mean by that is that if there's, there is a degree of both sides being correct in that, you know, you've got to, you got to do some work. You got to get it done. You got to push. And then there's the other side of it where it's like, we should also make it easier though. And, That's how we can collectively start to save the world is both understand our roles in society and understand individually what we can start to do by honoring each other's experience, having respect for each other's experience, but then also doing the necessary internal work. So the challenge with the liberal side of things is the assumption that if we just change our behavior, then we don't have to do the internal work that we can just make life easier for ourselves. We can get the quote unquote handouts. We can get the, you can reshape society in our own, in our own image so that everything's just easy and it works out. Um, And the unfairness of it all is that no one is equal internally or externally. Like that's just not how society works. It's not how humans work. We are all complex individuals, even though, you know, you would you would say that, like, good and bad live on a spectrum. You know, I, I wouldn't say there are good people and bad people, but even liberals who preach an ideology of, like, uh, being good to everyone are also assigning good and bad to people based on behavior. So it's different, but it's still the same thing. It's an equal opposite kind of thing. So while a lot of this is commentary on, you know, the political world, this is about social challenges, and this is about individuals and maybe there's something that you've listened to in this podcast that has sparked something in yourself that you're like, okay, yeah, you're right. I do that. Maybe I can afford to push a little harder, or maybe I can afford to look back and uh, you know, make some connections as to why I had it easier than other people. And maybe I can find ways to make it easier for other people or support people in that cause. <clears throat> and so it's a little bit of like I said, it's a little bit of both. And that's part of how we can start to save the world is to uh, honor each other and honor each other's ideologies of what a perfect world looks like. Because no one's individual ideology leads to anything helpful. An individual ideology ends up leading to genocide. And really, as humans, to understand and honor humans as a collective is to honor the collective as a series of individuals. So that's why I think it's important for... Liberals in particular, to think forward for themselves, not forward for society, forward for themselves, that the internal work is going to enable and allow for the real hard work to be done. What I mean by that is that the internal work to find ways that in spite the external spite of the external challenges, to be able to find a way to get that job or start your own business or, uh, uh, you know, get involved in your church group or whatever the case might be. Get involved in something that nurtures your own individual internal growth and allow for yourself to make mistakes in that process because the mistakes are really where the meat is. So if we get so embedded into the cancel culture side of things, we don't allow ourselves to grow as individuals because we're just conforming. Listen to that word. We are conforming externally to behavioral trends or behavioral desires so that we don't have to grow internally, but that's a bottleneck in societal growth. Whereas the conservative for blue society for spiral dynamics is somewhat a healthy version of itself, but still needs to go back and heal to allow other people into that version of society, that path through society the conservative or the liberal side of things is a lot of people getting in their own way. And I know that's a harsh truth and that's the way I deliver it. I wanted to be a little bit softer and nicer about it, but uh, one of the paths to get out of our own way is to learn more about who we are, whether that's through self-help books, coaching, you can take our personality test. It doesn't have to be through me because you might not like what I'm saying. That's totally fine. Um, But I wanted to iterate through all of this that, you know, even though I'm being harsh and expressing the truths of what I experience is that I want everyone to grow. I want to help save the world, too. That's why I'm building a business. You know, if we can actually progress forward, which is like in the term, it's part of like what liberals represent is progressing, uh, uh, being progressives, is that being progressive is internal progression. So in being internally progressive means that uh, developing the resources, the scientific understanding, uh, learning the lessons from your past and, and diving into the future, keeping focused on being able to take what has been the challenges in your mission, put that into some sort of business, put that into some sort of coaching or something that you can create for yourself build the resources, build the community, build the people, uh, build the opportunity for you to actually make systemic change, not to just talk about it. Because there's a lot of talking about it. And just talking about it and just trying to force behavior doesn't make anything happen. You're just creating bodiless, soulless soldiers for a cause. And I know that there are other, you know, big ideologies that have done the same thing. Uh, to less than um, ideal results. So the idea is that if we're progressing ourselves individually, that we have the opportunity to, again, reassemble collectively when we have enough power and resource to actually make a meaningful change, to do things like uh, defund the police, which defund the police, to be clear, is not about um, abolishing police, but it's about rethinking... Uh, how much work the police takes on, and that's something conservatives could be aware of too. Is that uh, if we find that police can focus, and you know, focus on the things that they focus on, that we can allow more people through that four blue track that I was talking about, that bottleneck. So, for for basically both parties, the bottleneck involves two things. It's the people on the liberal side. Pushing through the bottleneck anyway, and finding a way in, finding a way through. Um, you know, unfortunately for a lot of people of color, that's been like having to become famous or an athlete or a music music star or something like that. But opportunities are expanding. You know, we're in a golden age of opportunity to to grow, to get self help, to become famous on the internet, to build a collective to uh, to to get involved in local organizations. Even if you can't do it through legit means, there are ways. And basically becoming scrappy and finding your way through is what you've got to do. It's not about just sitting and waiting for someone else to fix the bottleneck. But that's what conservatives need to turn around and start to help with as well, is turning around and fixing the bottleneck so that we can allow more people through into society and we can have a richer, fuller, more secure, stable, unified society so that then liberals can progress through and actually start to look back down at the spiral, the whole spiral of spiral dynamics, and, you know, kind of develop every single angle of the spiral, you know, helping homeless people, helping people who are Uh, stuck in, like, trailer park communities and they can't find a way forward in their lives or to just nurture certain ways of life that don't necessarily fit into society at large but not ostracizing them at the same time. So in the sense, and the reason that I wanted to do this episode... One, because, you know, I just want it to be right. I always want to be right. I'm just going to admit that. And uh, (laughs) I've thought about this stuff for a very long time. I've read a a lot of books. I've been observing a lot of behavior. And really the big thing for me is that bottleneck. Um, It's not literally after high school, but it's usually around that time period. in A lot of people's lives, you know, late teens, early 20s. And some people get stuck in that place. Some people stay at the bottleneck. Some people don't go through it. Some people don't allow other people to go through it and we're fighting each other. Conservatives are fighting each other in some ways. Liberals are fighting each other in a lot of ways. Saying like, "Hey, come through." You know, conservatives are some conservatives are trying to con- encourage uh, you know, liberal kids to just like come through. And then there are also conservative black men and black women who have gone through and they're saying like, "All you got to do is do the right thing." You know. So it's not that easy. It's not as simple as you know these these extreme ideologies there are complexities involved in all of this but i feel like at the end of the day what we can all do as a society is for us to focus on the different degrees of internal work that we need to do respect each other's ideologies listen ask questions and be able to grow so that we can actually have an internal sense of power that we can take into society that we can do something with so we can actually uh, you know Take some of our resources and give instead of giving our last pennies to uh, to an organization that's going to help uh, you know s- stuff related to George Floyd and like the protesters and getting them out of the jail, that you actually have the resources to contribute at large scale, that you can develop organizations. You know, Black Lives Matter itself is one of those organizations developed by people at large who have resources to create this sort of thing and to distribute and to get onto podcasts and to get onto shows and talk about the movement as a organized movement, not just yelling chaos into this Twitter sphere, but actually being able to mobilize in an organized, productive fashion. And then, you know, like I said, the conservative side finding a way to support that by seeing the actual kinks in the system and, 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 you know, not feeling like either side, not feeling like they need to give up who they are in order to support one another. Um, cause we can't avoid the, the us versus them side of things. It's just like a very natural human thing to do. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone who is wanting to grow and develop. You're someone who is wanting to do better, whether it's like you were a former uh, Republican or someone who is a, a white person who, is is being, you know, all of this systemic challenges have been revealed to you. I encourage you to not give up your power, but to use your power to support and try to open that rift, try to open, widen the system and be able to use your resources to support people, whether that's to lend money if you have it or to, you know share voices and uh, do some of the good work use the voices the voice that you have to lift up other voices uh and then the other way around if you're a conservative person or if you're a liberal person rather who is you know yelling at the internet you're trying to make everyone conform to change understanding that in order for you to gain actual par- power it's not for you to belittle people or to call conservatives idiots or to yell about ideological things, but to do the internal work to grow, to have forgiveness, to have respect, to look at things for what they are, to take the scientific approach of understanding social behavior, to understand your own psychology, to understand other people's psychology, and to grow internally. Because yeah, it's not fair that you have to grow while society didn't didn't uh, nurture your needs, but there's also a degree of like, it is what it is and we have to work with what we've got and that's frustrating and sometimes that's awful and people die as a result of that. And the idea and the point of being able to grow internally as an individual is to eventually be in service of that. So when I talk about how can we save the world or how we can save the world, that is by doing our individual part because the collective is a series of powerful individuals. And the only way we can collect power is by recharging ourselves like a dragon ball Z character, not by hitting someone else. We don't get power from that. We only drain power by hitting someone else. Okay. who? that was a bit of a doozy of an episode. Um, I'm probably going to get some hate mail for that. That's okay. I'm expecting it. Ask questions. Let's talk. I could be very wrong about a lot of things. And I'm only talking from a very wide earth. I I have, there's a lot that we're still learning. There's a lot that we're trying to do. There's a lot that we're trying to figure out. Um, So if you're trying to figure things out on your own, your own way through, working with a coach or figuring out your personality type, so that you can at least start to do some of that personal internal work yourself. Go to dopamine.life. We've got a test you can take to find out your Myers-Briggs personality type. We also do profiling sessions. We've got programs. So we've got all sorts of, uh, articles and other ways for you to contribute and get involved in our community at Patreon, patreon.com dopamine. We're going to be doing live Q and A's on Patreon. I changed the pricing structure to allow for people to be more um, involved in the community and to be able to uh, support and sponsor each other uh, through that so go check that out patreon.com slash dopamine that's d-o-p-e-a-m-i-n-e with all that said i hope you guys can take time to learn about each other love each other ask questions be curious Uh, let's stop belittling each other let's stop making fun of each other let's just honor who each other is and and whether that's somewhat you know our stories are different we just have to honor those stories so that said i love you guys take care of yourselves and each other and i'll catch you next time on dopamine see ya This has been a CNOTE media production. Hi, my name is Michael. I just had a profiling session with C Note, and I really loved it. Uh, I actually have been struggling for a long time, hesitating between INTP and INFP. So getting an expert point of view from outside was critical for me. Uh, I really felt in good hands Uh, I was able to get rid of any doubts I had. I was able to ask any questions and that was really a game changer for me. Uh, Overall, I'm really happy with how the session was set up and very happy with the results as well. So I highly recommend working with him um, and I want you to thank him again. It was totally worth it. Sign up for your own one-on-one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today.